Dairy! This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. God, and you would think after five seasons of that intro, I wouldn't have to read it. <laughs> Happy season five, everybody. Woo-hoo. Happy season five. I cannot believe we're here. That we're here. Yes. The midpoint season. We are almost halfway through the whole series. Holy shit. <sighs> We've, we did it. I know. It's I'm crazy. so proud of us. I I'm know. proud of our. This is the, the longest. Fans, the this commitment. is the longest I've done anything. I think. Me too, it's for wild. sure. So good, good mm-hmm. job to us. How about it? And shout out to everyone who's been listening. I mean, that's a huge reason <sighs> we're still doing it. <laughs> I, I, I'm if, speechless. Yeah, if, yeah. I if mean, y'all didn't love it, we would not still be doing it. Like we'd be like, this was really fun. We tried, you know. But, it was a fun little project that right. we attempted, and we can say we did it. Right, and exactly. That, but no, you guys really uh, have taken to it, and and we're just so happy to be here. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So you know, speaking of being happy, mm. uh, that new theme song, I love it so much. So so much joy, right? Mm. So mm-hmm. fresh and new. Um, I love it. <clears throat> during our hiatus, I asked my good friend Zach, aka Owl All to refresh to freshen it up a little bit mm-hmm. he did that in like an hour like he's bananas <laughs> so so talented and um he actually has a new single out so if you want to find him on spotify or apple music uh he spells it o-w-e-l-a-w-l owl all and the song is called call call and it's really cool it's like electronic and fun it's it's a really fun little bop. <clears throat> I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. And yeah. like Kate and I were talking before we hit record, I was like, I know him. Yeah. I know him. It's so good. I'm so I'm so proud of him. And I'm, I don't know, I feel like I just know so many talented people and it makes me feel good. So You do. And I mean, and we know you and speaking of talent, oh. I mean, you are just like. <laughs> You're the cutest. No, I, well, you know, I'm like one of your biggest fans, lifelong. It's great. It's great. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's no big deal. <laughs> and likewise. Speaking friends. of fans. Yeah. Speaking of fans, we now have 56 patrons. Holy shit, balls. That's a 56. lot. 56. Isn't that insane? I could not believe it when I saw that number. I remember when like 12 felt like a lot. So, holy We crap. broke 10. You yeah, know? I know. I know. So thank you so much to all of our patrons and all of our fans, yeah. you know, whether or not you are um, part of our Patreon family. We still love you. Yeah. Um, and we've got some new patrons for the new year. Welcome to Mitchell, Cecile, Diane, and Christine. Welcome, everybody. Yeah, we hope that you enjoy some of the fun extra perks that being a patron will bring you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like those live streams. We just had one to kick off season five that everybody was invited to, yeah. one of those watch parties. But so awesome. if that is something that piques your interest <clears throat> and you want to get in on the next one, you're probably going to have to become a patron. 
Yeah, because we do yeah. uh, monthly live streams just with our patrons. Mm-hmm. You'll also get to listen to every episode early, get to listen to um, our interviews in their entirety, because I only share a small portion of the interviews we do with um, folks from How I Met Your Mother. So you'll really want to get in on get in on that. Uh, thank you, everybody, who, who has signed up in the last couple years. And um, while we were away, we got yeah, we got four new patrons. So thank you all so much. It's it's amazing. It really mm. is. It's so humbling and just like wild that people listen to us. I know. And yeah, the the live watch was great. Um, I definitely had a lot of people's comments and thoughts in mind as I was watching and rewatching this episode mm-hmm. and. Uh, we decided in that live watch that the next live watch will be for the hundredth episode, which is in this season. So, girls versus suits. Stay tuned. Wild. For that. I know we're there. Make sure to stay tuned at the end of our episode um, because we have legendary moments from listeners just like you. Fifteen to kick off the new season. Fifteen of you watched along and sent in your thoughts uh, so we could share them out on the show. Thank you so much for doing that. We're always so touched. Um, Yeah. So let's get into it. Let's get into definitions. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five level members, Adam, Russell, Tish, Johnny, and Ben. Thanks to all our patrons for their support of this show. Our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month and you'll receive all the perks we offer. Join for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. Well, Happy New Year, Caitlin. Happy New Year to you too, Kate. You know, when we just did our first live watch of the year with everybody, both of us were talking about how silly we'd been to not order from Rachel's cookies and treats ahead of time. You know, opportunity missed opportunity missed. Even some folks that were in the chat were saying that they missed the molasses crinkle cookies and mm-hmm. uh, were, were shouting out their favorite kind. So I really am. I think as soon as we're done here, yeah, going to place an order, going to place an order, going to get some it's- of those lemon cookies, <sighs> some of them chocolate chip, the oatmeal mm. chocolate chip, like, oh, so get good. I'm going to get some of those for Jack. Get out of Maybe town. I'll order some brownies for, for mm. Chris as well, but mostly, you know, I'm going for those molasses crinkle. Hell yeah. I and I mean, enough. it's just an added benefit that it's a woman owned small mm-hmm. business, all real ingredients with no preservatives. So it really tastes like. They were homemade, mm-hmm. and they're handmade in small batches, so they literally are homemade. Yeah. And they I taste mean, that way. You guys, we we would not lie about cookies. We Kate and I are serious when it comes to our snacks. We talk about this. And you, we have merch, the Caitlin's Cast Snacks Bowl. That's so, right. I mean, That's right. we really appreciate food, but not just any, like, we like trash treats. They have their place, but we are all about the quality. Yeah, and you know? if you want the quality, go to rachelscookiesandtreats.com, and you can use our promo code, which I will totally be doing when I order my next stock. Uh, Why wouldn't you? The, right? The code is HBFAM, H-B-F-A-M, all caps, and you'll get 25% off your 25. order. So as, generous. As many orders as you want, you can use that code. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what's very exciting, too, for me? I mean, they ship anywhere in the <clears throat> continental U.S., but because they are semi-local to me, I get them almost, like, immediately. <gasps> oh, I'm so jealous. I know. I know. But, like, I've sent them across the country for, like, a, just, like, a surprise mm-hmm. for friends. And it's a great way, like we've said, to connect with people that you can't see because we're all stuck inside still. <sighs> still. I mean, is there a better way to say I miss you than uh, – a dozen cookies in the mail? No. I don't and know. I don't with think that so. coupon code, friend, treat yourself as well. Amen. Give yourself a pat on the back for thinking of others. That's right. <laughs> Reward <laughs> yourself. With a molasses cookie. <laughs> with a molasses cookie. Just pat yourself with the physical cookie. It'll be great. So, yeah, go to rachelscookiesandtreats.com. Use our promo code HBFAM for 25% off your order and get snacking. All right, so Definition, Season 5, Episode 1. Woo! Amazing. This baby first aired on September 21st, 2009, written, of course, by Craig and Carter. You can tell because it is fast. Yeah. All, it's just go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, directed by Pam Fryman. The dream team. The dream team. Just exactly what you want to see at the top of a new season, especially one as exciting as season five. No spoilers, of course, but yeah. Kate and I have been talking about how much we love this. I know. I know. And I I mean, we'll, I was gonna say Lily, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. So yeah, so we open up the season at <clears throat> Columbia, where you know Ted is going to be a professor. We see him standing in front of a very full lecture hall. People's got people have their laptops out and they've got notebooks. He has a giant poster of the Empire State Building because, of course, he does. Yeah, and. There's this pretty woman, uh, she's blonde hair, up front, her hands raised, head is kind of cocked to the side, looking thoughtful. (laughs) And future Ted tells us that on his first day of being a college professor, there were two things he had wished he had known. One, that the mother was in the class, which is just such an exciting detail, no matter how many times we Mm, hear it. Because here we are. We're here. We're here. Yeah. There's the class. They are looking at each other at some point. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Perceiving each other, not knowing what lies ahead. Oh, it's just so exciting. Incredible. Right? Yeah. Um, Because, you know, we've been talking about that for four seasons. I know. And now it's season five. Like, their timelines are going to start to merge a little bit more. And I just remember, like, frantically scanning the lecture hall. Mm -hmm. Anytime they showed it, so I'm like, I will find her. So when they show her, I know who she was. Exactly. Same. I was like, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Let me pause it. So yeah, so future Ted tells us there are two things. One, that the mother was in the class. And two, but in order to get that second thing, we have to go back to the beginning of the summer because of course we do because this is, of of course, this is Ted telling the story of how he met the mother. Yep. Um, So he gives us a little recap that after a year of having some feelings, Barney and Robin finally make out at the end of season four, which... Huge sigh of relief for everybody, I think. But yeah. no one no one was more excited than Lily. Right, right. She became <laughs> Who, a full woo girl. Yeah, she had to use her inside woo and everything. 
Um, but she totally Ted's out and starts talking about the millions of double <laughs> dates they're going to go on, yeah. how their kids will get married. And so, of course, that leaves Robin and Barney with no other choice than to not only break up with themselves, but to have like a couple's breakup right. as well. Right. Because, you know, while they like each other, Barney and Robin, they're just not feeling it. Yeah. And they can all still be friends. Right. And Lily is, is unsure if she did something. So um, funny. But they reassure her that it's not her. It's, it's them. Yeah. It's yep. them. Um, you know, we cut to a very distraught Lily over this couple's breakup, eating ice cream in bed with a giant wooden spoon. Have you ever in your life eaten ice cream with a giant wooden spoon? No. And I think that this was just an exaggerated girl after a breakup okay. trope. You know what I mean? I know. I was like, I I love eating ice cream out of the container, of course, but yes. not a giant spoon. My preferred method is a large plastic cup, like the kind, the red ones you would get from like Pizza Hut or Ooh, yeah. local Greek pizza restaurants, mm-hmm. and like a long iced teaspoon. Like Ooh. that's how I, I want to cram as much ice cream in there as possible. That you sounds real good. Almost get like a full pint, really. Yeah. And just that's just one serving. That sounds real good. That sounds real anyway. Good. Yeah. So anyway, so Lily is crying, eating the ice cream, crying about the cooking lessons and the camping trip that were never going to happen. Never. Never. <laughs> never. She's never, real never, attached never. to that illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so now that we've kind of taken that little detour for some contacts to let the audience know what's been going on, mm-hmm. you know, we can speed back up, and um, suddenly it's the Friday before classes start at Columbia, and, of course, everyone's at McLaren's, and Marshall reaches over for this Big box for Ted. This is a little gift from everyone of something that used to belong to Marshall's favorite professor. (laughs) I love how proud Marshall looks, like so excited. Oh, yeah. And Ted takes out the fedora and he has like a very like dramatic like way of putting it on. And then, of course, right? He pulls out the Dominator 8000, which (laughs) is the best bull whip on the market, according to Barney's whip guy, because... Yeah. He has a whip guy. Of course. Um, but now that Ted is really able to look the part of the professor, he's ready to to start teaching. Um, and, and Ted is the perfect idea to try it out, but Marshall knows him better and already has the idea and the setup of going out into the alley to try <laughs> out the whip, um, which is Robin's cue to leave because she's got a date, and mm-hmm. Barney follows after after her for his separate date. Right. Sure, Jan. Sure. And Lily's just disgusted. Yeah. So upset with them. Um, we cut quickly to the alley <clears throat> where Marshall gives Ted the first whip. Yeah. Um, so excited. I, he's got whip fever. I love Marshall's energy here. <laughs> like, he's just, like, the mannequins wearing Marshall's shirt. Like, Marshall clearly just set all of this up. For his best friend, and it's so sweet. Down to the cigarette in the mouth, like the yes, Devo music love- video. So freaking good. I loved the cigarette in the mouth. I thought that was a really nice touch. That had to um, be Carter and Craig. Of course. Uh, yeah, for sure. Those straight, little, out, straight out of Devo. Yep. Those little details. Oh. Um. It. So, yeah. So, Marshall tells Ted just to whip it. Don't even aim it. And <laughs> yeah. we don't even get to see what happens, but we have this quick cut. Next thing you know, Marshall's giving Ted a lecture on the way up to the apartment. It's not about, a toy. You know, it's not a toy. He's got this red mark on his face. And I love Ted is like, looks real sad. He's like, hey, you can whip me if you want. 
And Marshall says, I will some other time. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he's going to follow up oh, on that. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so the door to uh, Ted and Robin's apartment opens up, and we see a very surprised Barney and Robin making out on the couch. Lily woos, and we cue the credits. Yay. I mean, that's a bold move to just go right upstairs. <sighs> yeah, I guess they, they thought they had caught? plenty of time. Because they were going to be whipping stuff in the alley all night. But, like, come on. Come on. They should know better. Right. At least go in her bedroom. At least go in her bedroom. Right? But I think everything ended too quickly because of the whip to the face. Um, before we move on to the next section, um, just a couple of points from, from this part. We've got a totally new setting, college campus, which we've oh, yeah. never seen before. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be... Front and center, just like uh, the apartment in McLaren's this year, is spots all over campus, which is cool. But will we see more of Marshall and Lily's apartment? (laughs) That's... That is a mystery (gasps) that we will not know. Today we saw their bed. (laughs) Maybe it was that apartment. I know, right? It's exactly the same. (laughs) I know. Um, Also, this episode... Is an iconic hymn music moment. We have Oxford Comma by Vampire Weekend playing, I think, three times in this episode. In the beginning, in the middle, and then um, also at the end. Amazing song. And I can't hear it without seeing that first shot of, like, the mm. bust, you know, yeah. coming in. the brick in. wall. Yep, that yeah. white. Yeah, and speaking of the bust, if you look at it, it's a bust of Socrates, and it says, all I know is that I know nothing. And all I could think about was when Ted broke up with Karen after he kissed the girl (laughs) at the orientation party, and he was like, to know everything, to know anything, we must forget everything we know. I'm going down to the computer lab to send you an electronic mail. (laughs) I was like, is that, that seems like it was on purpose. Um, Oh, good catch. Thank you so much. I was like, I think... I think the way he put it was by Descartes, but I was like, this just, this is, that's what it reminds me of. Um, And then the last little bit was before we cut to Lily in bed eating ice cream, she's trying to like play it really cool after the breakup, but you see Marshall like slowly close his eyes. Like he knows, (laughs) he knows he's in for a rough night after. And I mean, to be fair. He even says, maybe that's when he realizes that the boat on sex is, like, about yeah, to leave. right then. He's like, well, it's not happening tonight. And I love how he has to clarify that while she's crying. <sighs> yeah, just, just going to put it out there. Uh, if I don't ask, I'll feel stupid. You know, I'll always wonder. <laughs> the worst you can say is no, you know. Um, <gasps> so the main runner of this episode and for episodes to come this season is Barney and Robin acting like... Doing things that a boyfriend and girlfriend do, but being really skeeved out by the label of it and like mm-hmm. making a joke and like, whoa, 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 calm down. Oh, come on, boy. Yeah, come oh, on. Well. Whoa, a little much, a little much. Um, and I just said, they are two peas. And um, apparently they, throughout the summer, they had kept trying to have this talk, but they both hate the talk um, and just kept making out or having sex instead because they're both emotionally children stunted completely stunted yeah um and if you you know if you pay attention here barney's little mocking of the talk mm-hmm. ends up being the exact words he uses in the talk later on so this is what he's thinking and feeling but uh, they just can't i love this side of barney I know, and they just can't let themselves be 
vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess this is what the kids t- today would call a situationship. Oh, yeah. see, you know all the cool things. Mm-hmm. I don't I even try, know. So it's not quite boyfriend, girlfriend, but of course, Lily is demanding that they that they solidify it. What's the name of it again? A situationship. A situationship. I was like cuffing season. Oh, <laughs> cuffing season. That's that's it too. Something about Robin's hair is weird. Oh, oh right? it's like a. I, I actually like looking at my own hair right now, and I'm like. Robin vibes. Like it's just no, no, it should look like that weird version of like what was it like Beauty and the Beast where the beast lives in the sewer. (laughs) The live live action uh hour drama Beauty and the Beast. Oh my god, I can't believe that was ever a fucking thing. But yeah, I nailed it. Nailed it. She's like she's like this main. I'm like they, I just get mad at Robin's styling because Lily looks hot as hell. Hot as fuck. I mean, and then there's Robin. Her hair's just like big and like, did they brush it? I think it's a wig. Well, it's a really bad wig. It's a bad you know it looks wig. Like? It looks like... It looks like my American Girl doll, Samantha's hair, after, like, I brushed it and, like, played yeah. with it and did all the stuff to it that my mom told me not to do so it wouldn't stay nice. Yeah, it's just <laughs> nice. It just looks... I don't know. It's just not, it's not a, it's not a good cut or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like the short the on the top. The shape of it is like. Yeah. It's a weird choice. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know you what know the what? deal is. You saying that is, makes it almost even worse that it was a choice. Yeah. Somebody right. chose. Somebody chose it. Like either she chose it or the costume people chose it or the hair people, whatever. It just, I was like, is it a wig? Because it kind of stays that, yeah, that same look. She never puts it up. Like, it's just, it feels like it's a wig. I don't know. Maybe she was taping yeah, something like, else. I have no idea. It's N- bad. Not a fan. My, f- but however, my favorite Robin hair is actually a wig in a later season when they do a flashback, but we'll get there. Okay. Um, so during the live watch, people were. Really annoyed with Lily because, yet again, she was meddling, right? It wasn't Mm -hmm. in Ted's love life, but now it's, you know, with Robin and Barney who obviously do need help. Um, And they were like, oh, she's trying to force it and she's, like, getting too involved and wants to force a label on them. But, like, if if you've been (laughs) through relationships, you know when people are playing with fire. And Mm -hmm. the only reason that it feels it feels like they don't need interference is because they haven't faced any kind of friction yet. They've just been hiding and making out with each other and sort of insulated in their little love bubble. So they haven't, they haven't come across any, any sort of conflict yet, which happens in this episode. It's almost like when you, when you have an affair, right? you know, it's like, and you think like, Oh, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person, but it's really because it's all right. We've been cheated on. We know. Yeah, because like, because like, no matter what, you're gonna end up picking up their shit. Yeah, and smelling their farts. You know what I mean? Like, it's not gonna be fun. It's not gonna be. It's and sexy. Yeah, right. Because it's fun and sexy because of those those things not existing. You don't have right. to worry about. Like they said, like they really love the elaborate lies. Right. The elaborate. There's lies. no real consequences for That's them. That's right. That's right. And I I have to agree. Like I do. I don't love 
Lily's, like, demands, but, like, yeah. the, the bigger picture of, like, and, you know, it, they don't need a label. They don't need, I don't think that was, like, the the essence of what Lily wanted. It was more about what, figure out what they mean to each other. And that is what right. they needed to have the talk Setting about. Setting like, the boundaries. Yeah, it doesn't matter if your boyfriend or girlfriend are dating, but you both need to be on the same page about whatever it is that's happening. Right, right, right. Exactly. But, I mean, in 2009, the talk was... Are we boyfriend, girlfriend, or are we friends? Like, I think now you can definitely have a more nuanced conversation. But that gray area is still where people get hurt. Yeah. Unless the the conditions are extremely, extremely clear. I mean, I've been in a situationship, and I was crying all the time. So, so, but but a a huge piece of that was we, we didn't talk about it. Um. And I kept trying to make it more than it was, even though actions were showing me that was not going to happen, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah. Just, it is a good idea to have a conversation, um, but you also have to make sure. Oh, God, I was in a situation now that I'm, like, thinking about it. Yeah, just, like, trying to, one of you trying to make it more than it was, and the other one, like, okay, let's just... Not talk about no, this. Yeah. yeah, right. So I I am on Team Lily when it comes to defining the relationship and mm-hmm. having the talk for sure. Yeah. Um, so we get Ted's nightmare <laughs> that he's having these stress dreams before he becomes a professor. Um, you know, that these kids are gonna make fun of him and they're not gonna listen to him or respect him because he failed as an architect. And um and he wakes up and there's Barney. And in the first, like, split second, you think maybe Barney's run in because he heard that Ted was, like, screaming in his sleep. But no, he just happened to be there because he was snooping in Ted's room for condoms. Because, <laughs> of course, Ted would have them. He's not using them. Um, yep. And Ted is, like, freaking out about it the next day at the bar. And Barney swoops in, swoops in with advice that, sadly, Ted actually listens to as usual, <sighs> um, which was... Not taking questions on the first day. That's like the main advice that he gives that he should not have listened to. Um, And then Lily does something masterful where she slides in, Mm -hmm. piggybacks on Barney's advice, and sets this trap for him where she gets him to agree that definitions are important in any kind of relationship. And Robin can see what's happening. Like, you can see Robin. Yeah, she's like realize what Lily's doing, but for Barney, it's too late and he gets, Mm -hmm. he gets stuck. And so Barney pulls her aside and he's like, fucking chill, baby. Damn. And I love when Lily says, you just think you're happy because you feel happy. (laughs) (laughs) This one, we're not happy. Of course you're not. Which, and that's what I was saying before. Like it's easy to be quote unquote happy when you're just, you're, you've created an area of your life that has no friction. Right. But that's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. It's as easy as Brad breezing into the bar, you know, and, and asking Robin on a date, which is exactly what happens. I love when Brad comes and he's like, what, I got to put a gun to your head? <laughs> yeah. Buy you a six pack? <laughs> Buy a six pack. There really are six of them. Um, <gasps> yeah, man, they're on, they're on thin ice, just like Crosby. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. I was waiting for Caitlin to get that. Um, 
And yeah, <gasps> speaking of uh, of Lily looking hot this season, like her boobs are just out, and she's like oh. so tan and that natural red hair. Oh my god, she's looking good. She's looking she really looks good. So good. I know, right? Like, whew. and she has like a little braid in her hair at one point. I, know, I was gonna say. Obsessed. I was gonna say. I almost did a braid today. Obsessed. I always do it, and they never look the way that Lily's looked. Um, oh, her. Yeah. I'm just going to say it now. My legendary moment is Lily, that whole last scene with that. <gasps> with t- a flowy that, top and the bell bottoms. The colors on her. Oh, like the cut of the jeans, like the color, everything about it, her hair, the braid. I could. Mm. Amazing. Good one. That's a good one. I just have to say it now. I have to get it out. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I had to say it. Um, yeah. So anyway. So, so now, yeah. So, ba- so Brad wants to take Robin out. Yeah. And. All Why of a sudden, he? yeah, all of a sudden, Barney or Lily sees the reason. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, she sees why it's like right in front of Barney now, why this whole situationship can't work. Because here's Brad with fucking Canucks tickets and Robin saying, No, I don't have a boyfriend. And you see Barney's little like head shake and it's fucking oh. heartbreaking. I love Barney so much when he's not, like, disgusting. I know. Same. And when he's disgusting, I just don't think of him as, like, actually truly causing harm to people. I just think of him as, like, oh, Barney. Oh, Barn. Yeah, I know. (coughs) So, yeah. So, now Robin is at the Canucks game with Brad, basically (laughs) on a date. Yeah. Um, And, you know, she's kind of realizing that she... She's seeing the ne- the need for having the talk, and so she starts to to tell Brad that she feels a little weird, and Brad realizes it as the talk, and he's like, "Oh, this is great. Let's get it out of the way." Because let's, he's let's an emotional adult. Yeah, he's a grown up. He's a grown up who's been in relationships, and he knows. And and Chris and I had the talk pretty like I think it was our second date. We had like hmm. the talk because yeah. Chris is like, "I don't play games. This is what I want. If hey. you're not interested, like that's cool. Like." Yeah. But it's not for me. Yeah. And I th- I have to, I respect that. So Totally. Um yeah, so you know, Brad again points out that sounds like her and Barney need to have the talk because she has no idea really what she how she feels about him. Right. Um and it's Brad, you know what I mean? Like it's not mm. it's not Lily who's like in all their shit. It's a complete like a complete outsider. Right. You know, off weighing in on this. Yeah. Um and you know, back at the apartment, Barney and Marshall and Ted are all together. And again, they're talking about needing to have the talk. And Ted, we think, comes to Barney's aid. But it's actually because Ted points out that Robin's already his girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Ted has his receipts. And he reminds him that four years ago on Tuxedo Night, which poor Marshall was I left know, out of. I know. Which is like a whole like running thing theme because in third wheel, Marshall's upset that Ted and Barney yeah. leave him out of the competition for the three way belt and little boys, they say Marshall doesn't have any game. I know. <sighs> it's so sad. Sweet like marshmallow. I know, and he's like he's like truly hurt. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Anyway. So apparently four years prior. Barney gave Ted the rules Mm -hmm. on how to keep a a woman from becoming your girlfriend. And apparently it's very similar to the same rules for gremlins, (laughs) which scare the shit out of me. It's so traumatizing. I know. I know. You hated them. Yep. 
Um, don't let them shower at your place. Don't let don't see them during the day and no breakfast and definitely no brunch because brunch is never cool, which <laughs> is actually not true at all. But <laughs> yeah, no, Ted, brunch is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then Barney's like, oh shit, is Robin my boyfriend? Because he has done girlfriend. all of those things. Oh yeah, is Robin <laughs> girlfriend. Um, because they've done all of those things together. And he's got airtight logic. Like, how can he argue with his own? You can't. His own logic. Right. And so that combined with Brad showing mm-hmm. up and yeah. pointing out, you don't have a boyfriend. There's no reason why you can't go on a date with me. It's just kind of shaken him a little bit yeah for sure um so we cut back to the hockey game and of course the kiss camera is on brad and robin and brad actually i think has a pretty good solution it's a little selfish but (laughs) i think it's helpful yeah he says all right if kiss me and if you feel bad about it then there's your answer yeah and robin's like all right i you know, because if anything, it's a quick, easy way to get an answer for her. She doesn't have to have the talk. She can just figure it out. And there's no possible way that Barney will ever see this. No, of you course know? not. So she's like, yeah, this is great. Why this is not? So they stand up. But before they can kiss, Barney comes in and punches Brad in the fucking face. <laughs> fucking A. And immediately crumples and cowers. I love it. He's like, hey, let's, you know, we've got a lot of good punches in us. Yeah. You know, we can't be here all night. We both got some good shots in. (laughs) Yeah. Let's call it truth. So funny. And Brad says, no, man, like, it's cool. I shouldn't go kissing someone else's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Which, of course, immediately sends them into, like, whoa, whoa, that's a bit much. Let's not get get carried away. Barney bought a ticket to a hockey game (laughs) that he wasn't going to attend. An NHL hockey game, too. That was not cheap. No. (laughs) Found them in time for the kiss cam and punched him. Like, was he there the whole night watching them? Probably. Probably was. I didn't think about that. He probably got a fucking box. It was like binoculars watching them the whole night. Oh, my God. Fucking A. I'm surprised he didn't, like, pay the cameraman to not put them on the kiss cam. (laughs) Right, right. You know? Um, I love – there's a line here that I don't know who wrote it, but I love it so much. And it's (laughs) when when Robin's – do you already know what it is? When Robin's like – I know. I, 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 you've probably noticed that I've been quiet tonight. <laughs> it's like, not really. And she says, you miss another gimme like that, and I'll come down there and put a slapper right up your beer hole. <laughs> like, who the fuck wrote that? It's so good. <gasps> oh, I love oh. Canadian Robin so much. Me too. I love when she gets real feisty and loud like that. She's so good. So fun good. So, I love Colby Smulders. Um Lily, it's now, like, clear that this is why Lily intervened. Oh, and the other funny thing was when they are both like, whoa, 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 calm down, Brad. You see Barney, he's, like, stolen someone's box of popcorn. Oh, yeah, he's the popcorn. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. crazy. That's all you're crazy. <laughs> like, they're just so unhinged. Um, I love it. That's why they're so good together. I know. So, yeah, so this is why Lily intervened, because she knew mm-hmm. that this was going to happen, because they are not adult enough to just, like, f- raw dog this. She begs them again to talk. But, again, they're both just like, no way, chill out. Like, why are you freaking out about it? Like, 
I just go around punching people. It's my thing. <laughs> I'll punch a baby. I don't care. <laughs> I rewound and listened to that so many times. <laughs> I snorted. Like, just his nonchalance. Like, I'll punch a baby. I don't care. <laughs> so fucking good. <gasps> so it's now Ted's first day. And we get another classic moment of Ted. He's in the exact same room, exact same lighting. So you're like, is this really it or is this another nightmare? But it's the real thing. And he has forgotten how to spell professor. Oh, it's so, this is such a good scene. Fucking genius. <laughs> Fucking genius. And shout out to the, to the actress in the, in the crowd who just gently helps him. Without drawing attention to herself. I know, because you, you don't even really see it the first time, yeah. but the second time... You see her nodding. They her zoom in a little more. Um, and I wasn't able to find out who she was. I think maybe Laura Ornelas, but there was, like, no photos of her on the internet. Yeah. Um, she was just listed as girl number two. And girl number one was the blonde. The blonde, yeah, right. So I'm guessing that was her. But it was just yeah. a really sweet moment of grace. It and really mercy, was. you know, because he was just so clearly out of his depth. And and I felt for Ted, and I forgot how to spell professor. I was like, oh, shit, is it two Fs? <laughs> like, I felt nervous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> for a fake person in a fake situation. He does it. He does it well. And I said that. I said, Josh Radner, this is Josh Radner at his best. He's so good at taking himself seriously while everyone else just dies of secondhand embarrassment. Oh, like this, these scenes, these back and forth scenes of, of him in class are so painful, so painful, but in a, in a good way. Um, like, I, yeah. I, I don't even know, like, I, I, I don't know, I feel like maybe not, but like as an actor, like it would be so hard for me to even like put myself into that place to like I just know. keep going with that cringe. It's very, it's being very and vulnerable. Lean into it. It's being very vulnerable. It's like the opposite of what Barney and Robin do. Like, yeah. Ted is all hell. about vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut to Robin's bedroom, which was old Lily Marshall's bedroom. Mm-hmm. And it's apparently the next morning. Bernie apologizes for going too far. Robin kind of waves him off, reminds him of the safe word, flugelhorn. Yeah. Um, But Barney was not talking about anything sexy. It was more about punching Brad. And she's like, you know, it's fine. Like, I'll I'll tell you and it's too far. And she goes to open the door and the doorknob falls off in her hand. (laughs) Yeah. And I love this little sequence. She asks him if, if he did this and Barney denies it. And she goes, flugelhorn. Did you and ask him again? <laughs> oh, uh, she thought it was a sex game. Yeah, so that was like a actually kind of a triggering experience to me because that <gasps> happened when I was babysitting. You got locked in a bedroom. Uh huh. I was at a house actually right up the road from me. A family of three children. Oh my the God. two oldest were in bed. Um, this was pre cell phones. Um, and I went in. The little one, uh, the little boy, the little brother was like upset. Yeah. And I went to, like, comfort him. Like, it's okay. It's fine. Like, go back to bed. It's okay. And, like, the door had, like, I shut the door because I didn't want to wake up the older two because he was, like, crying and crying. And I was, like, reading him a book. And yeah. went to open the door. And it was, like, an old house. It was beautiful old crystal knobs. And it fucking yeah. fell off <gasps> in my hand. No phone. Oh, my God. No idea what time it was. No clock. Holy shit. Nothing in the room except, like, a couple <clears throat> of tractor books because this kid was little. Yeah. 
I considered coming. So the room was on the second floor and there was like a porch. You were going to jump overhang. I was considering that because I was like, I think I could probably, I I can make that jump. No. I could jump that far. I could, I, was like, I could jump that far and I, I know I can't. Oh my um, God. But I had to stay in there until the parent, I was banging on the door, like, like trying not to wake up the little kid. Oh my God. But like trying to like wake up the older kids. And finally the parents came up and found me. They gave me some extra money, but it was like traumatizing. <gasps> Holy shit. I don't even know how long I was in there for. Like hours, days. Oh my God. Days. I think it was probably like three hours. Pages but still. flew off the calendar. Yeah. I, um, a I'm little, a skeleton now. A little kid. Some say you can still hear her in that room. <laughs> I had a little kid lock himself into into the bathroom and it had like two openings or like like two doors yeah and that little motherfucker knew enough to lock one and then lock the other one so like oh, by the time shit. i got to that other door he'd fucking lock that one too little, little dickhead shit. yeah so of course it's not barney he's devious but not that devious so it's it's lily the mastermind mm-hmm. the brains behind all of this and she won't let barney and robin out until they have the talk yeah and uh, okay, so if this is Ted's first day of teaching at Columbia in September, right. why isn't Lily at work? Why isn't anyone at work? Why isn't you brought that? I think I think you brought that up yeah. in, the, in the live watch, but what especially because she's a kindergarten teacher and it's the beginning of school. Like you can't really miss that time. The only thing I can think is that maybe Ted started before Labor Day and they didn't, but that doesn't make sense because colleges never start earlier than elementary schools. But then again, Lily does work in some weird New York school with like 12, with kids. Like 12 kids in a class. They're so. on trimesters. They yeah, go back in October. Right, right, right. Exactly. I mean, there are uh, a lot of private schools in New York, so who fucking knows? There are. There are. Um, yeah, so Lily outlines the <clears throat> rules. They have to have the talk, figure out what they are, mm-hmm. write it down on a slip of paper, slip it under the door, <sighs> and if she likes what she reads... They can get out. Maybe I just love Lily, but I'm like, yeah, she knows better than they do about them. But and and I don't, I don't feel bad about that. Like these two are fucking idiots when it comes to this stuff. You know, they need this. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really like a like a scaffolding tool, right? For them, totally. <laughs> it really fucking is. Like you need you need this to happen so the group can be at peace. Mm-hmm. It's all a means to an end for her, and um, I'm here for it. Yeah, we're big Lily fans anyway. We cut back to Ted, who still has no idea what kind of professor he wants to be, if he wants to be a cool guy or more authoritative. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and his plan is just to see what, what feels right, but unfortunately he goes back and forth between the two personalities. Yeah. So he's like... Kind of the cool guys, like sup, dudes, but then yells silence. Yeah. <laughs> um, he introduces himself to the class, um, and and so now we're back to the beginning of what we had first seen at the episode. We see that blonde girl <clears throat> raising her hand. Yeah. And and so now we know, is he going to follow Barney's advice or not? And he looks at her, and why? He goes with Barney's advice. I do not know. It does not make sense. Because he's freaking out. And that's when Barney's (sighs) advice sticks the most, sadly, is when they're most vulnerable to being convinced. Because he's so confident? Yes, Barney's so confident. And it just sort of rushes into the void that 
Ted's panic has left behind, you know? Mm, yeah. He's like, I yeah. don't know what to do here. Someone gave me advice. It was Barney. Barney said what to do in this exact situation. Oh. So, yeah, so he decides not to answer any questions, and boom, just like that, Professor Mosby is is born. Yeah. Not T-Dog, though. Not T-Dog. Not T-Dog. And so here it, like, it flips back and forth um, between the classroom and the apartment. So it's kind of, it's hard to, like, sum it up, but it, it, it cuts back and forth. Um, it's nice, though, because they tell us first, because they have a choice, the writers. Either they let Ted do this and then they tell us at the end that he's been in the wrong classroom the whole time, or they tell us up front and then we know how fucking bad it is the whole time. Of course, that's what they go with. It's just, of course, and it reminds me of um, when Lily's talking about San Francisco and all those other Mm -hmm. kinds of things where on the second watch, you're like, oh. So we have the benefit this time of getting the second watch to begin with instead of piecing it together. Yes, yes, perfect. Yeah, they like, sometimes it's good to like give up the 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 secret or the device ahead of time so the yeah. audience is like in on it and yeah. then, ooh man it just made it so cringy like what is this really about economics no no he's no, not no, wrong. They, they laugh <laughs> he thinks they're laughing at the student so just, oh my god so it's just... i have chills just thinking about how embarrassing that was um because of course he's in the wrong room and he's trying to teach architecture 101 which he thinks is, you know, usually like a bunch of freshmen, right, who mm-hmm. don't really know much about it, it, to Economics 305. So this is like junior, senior level economics majors. These kids are going to fucking eat him alive. Oh, it's just bad. And so he just keeps twisting all of the the answers to his questions to fit, you know, like one kid says, I don't want to be an architect. He's like, yes. It's not something you want to do. It's something you need you ha- to do. Oh, it's just. <sighs> and then he, everybody's hand goes up and he's just like, no questions. No questions. Because everyone's like, for the love of God, <laughs> make it stop. Like, if you want to be anything other than an architect, then you can just get up and leave. And then everyone <laughs> leaves. He's like, I brought a hacky sack. And that's when, you know. Oh. The, the Professor, Professor- Cal. Calzanetti Calzanetti. comes in and he's like and even that interaction is like who invited their dad (laughs) so bad oh my god and he called him young man (laughs) young man that was so bad and then the kid on his fucking sidekick T-Dog you're in the wrong room bro 300 people start laughing like oh god fuck and then we have a classic sprint across the Columbia campus with his giant uh, poster of MP to the Indiana MP. Jones theme song. Yep. And pit, put a pin in that sequence, right? Yep. Put a pin in that sequence. Back at the apartment, we see Barney and Robin trying to worm their way out of putting down what they really are on paper. And we see the common, the common excuses of, oh, we're just hanging out. We're just seeing where things are going. Um, and Lily's harsh. She's like, that. nope, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. And, of course, Marshall is just happy to have the whip at his disposal. 
and he's just cracking it every time. Not, Not good, good enough. enough. Not good enough. He's real good with the whip. I would picture him like in like a, if he were in a movie, right? He'd be having like his shirt would be sweat stained, his hair would be like <laughs> yeah. in a disarray. Been here all morning. Been yep. here all morning. <laughs> oh, uh, so Ted talking to them after about being twenty minutes late. Yep, yep. So Ted comes in and, and kind of gives them the recap of what had happened. And and it turns out that it wasn't such a bad thing that he was so late for his first day because by the time he actually got to his class, he didn't even have time to think about what kind of professor he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. He was just able to talk about architecture to a class of, like, 20 kids. Much smaller. Much smaller. Way more his speed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes more much, intimate a lot more setting. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. Um, and so, you know, Ted notices that the door is still shut and Marshall and Lily are there. So he's clearly in on this because he knows that, oh, they still haven't had the talk then. <laughs> right. Um, but... You know, as we found out, that none of the reasons were good enough. But Marshall has an idea on how to speed things up. <laughs> and we see him run out. And then we cut back to the apartment or to the bedroom. And Robin starts to sniff. And yeah. Barney starts to sniff. And they're like, oh, man, come on. That's not cool. And you're like, oh, God. Like, what ungodly what scent? What did he do? Right. What did he do? And it turns out he made pancakes and fresh bacon and has it the scent blowing in with the help of a fan and you know that helped remind him like oh shit they're still locked in this room it's morning like they're probably hungry right yep yep you know i mean although like who's who's to say how long they've been in there right right um and so now at this point they're like you know what let's just just have the stupid talk like it's time clearly Mm -hmm. um and They're unsure of how to even start the talk because they've never had the talk. So Lily sends a little prompt underneath the door. So helpful. She was ready. Um, And and so they agree that they like each other, but they really don't know how to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, future Ted even clarifies further, (laughs) you know, as Robin's talking. She's like, except for Ted, he really got it right and ruined me for other men. I love because then that again it just reminds you that this is Ted's perspective of the yeah, story and what that. and the events and what's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so Barney suggests that because they don't really know how to do this, you know, they should just probably go back to being friends since they're bad at the relationship piece. But they don't want to have stop having sex, so being friends won't work. Um, and they kind of are struggling to figure out what they're good at. But yeah. Robin is super creative. And realizes that they are good at something. They're very good at lying. So they lied about being friends. Yep. So now they can keep lying about being boyfriend and girlfriend. So they decide to dupe Lily by lying. Owning the limbs. Air quotes. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid. And call each other boyfriend and good and girlfriend, which is, of course, whip crack. Good enough. Good enough. And they decide to go out to brunch. Which is a no-no in Barney's book. Which is a no-no in Barney's book. In his book. Um, Lily, you know, Ted, of course, typical, just concrete little thinker sometimes. Yeah. He's like, you know, they're lying. But Lily sees right through them, sees it for what it is, and knows that 
they don't even realize that they were telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And we see them, like, turn the corner and they, like, grab each other's hands. Yeah. And they hold hands and they walk down the street pretending, pretending to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, and, like, even when they did their little fake speech to get out of the room, like, they were saying real things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Lily's right again. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. And Oxford I mean, comma closes us out. The means... I mean, the end justifies the means. Very rarely is that not true in the world of Lily Aldrin. Just some more Aldrin Aldrin justice justice being served. So true. And then after the black, we get a lovely little moment of of poor Marshall, the third wheel, strolling into McLaren's in his tuxedo alone. Alone. Good evening. Don't get up. (gasps) Didn't we meet on a yacht? I love that line. And he sits down and he's like, hmm, doesn't feel very good, does it? It's like, Marshall, it doesn't work when it's works. just you, buddy. But yeah, I'm sure they're heartbroken. Oh, all right. So what'd you think of definitions, Caitlin? Oh, it's so fun. It's just yeah. like a a great setup yeah. to an exciting season. You know, Ted is finally a professor. He's listening to the universe and, and trusting it to see where it takes him. And it's taking him to his to the mother. Yeah, yeah. We're getting right. closer. We get to see this new chapter with Robin and Barney and, mm-hmm. and what what's that gonna look like? Yeah. And Lily's looking fucking hot as fuck. Fire. So I cannot wait for more of that. Fire. So true. Here for it. And so your legendary moment is Lily's final look. Oh, yeah. The little braid in her hair. The tan. The colors of that shirt with her hair. And it just. And the boobs the, the, out. The and the, the freckles. Oh, the boobs. The freckles. Everything. The shoes. Everything. Everything. She has some like nice braceleture as well. Yeah. It just. It's so thoughtful. And then you. So and, good. and then you look at Robin. And you're just like. Mm. Schlubbed. I know it sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Um, I think my my legendary moment for this episode is always Lily. Because um, when I think of season five, I just think of that exact outfit that you were talking about. It's so good, so good. Um, but I think I'm gonna give it to miss another gimme like that, and I'll come down there and put a slapper right up your beer <laughs> hole. Like I just fucking love that line. I love Canadian Robin, and uh, yeah, I think that's that's going to be mine. I actually was just, I reminded myself of a top I had purchased from Express. Oh, Express. Express. That reminded me of this top that Lily was wearing. Uh-oh, you better get your uh, braid right. I know. I don't I don't have the shirt anymore, Damn unfortunately. Unfortunately. I know, I know. All right, well, let's get into these ledgemos. And just remember, one of the perks of being a patron is that you get your entire email read, not cut down for time. Lucky duckies. Lucky ducks. And some of you really like to (laughs) to test us on that. (laughs) They like to test that theory. I love it. Yes, they do. All right. First up is Johnny B. Hello, K&K. Happy New Year. Season 5 season opener is okay. I feel like there have been better season openers than this one. I'm not a huge fan of the Barney Robin storyline. My ledge mo for this episode is when Ted is at the chalkboard and cannot figure out how to spell (laughs) professor. That gets me every time. Thanks for this amazing podcast, Johnny B. That is another great moment. 
That is very good. Uh, next up, we have David M. And David says, well, here it is, the most hyped Himium season premiere, though I was pretty disappointed by it. Oh, God. And the unreveal of the mother and the class. Second most disappointing premiere to me, LOL, which correlates with the season four finale being the second most hyped one. Juan <laughs> Ledgemo goes Oof. to Brad because mm, I definitely attend a hockey game with that guy over Barney. And he put it in quotes. Can't believe Robin hesitated. True. Second is the entire Girls or Gremlins spiel. Just hilarious the ways Barney can make anything analogous to anything else. Third is the whole professor scene. It's how I remember the spelling. And shout out to that huh. one girl who saved Ted from the misspelling. Anti-Legmo is Lily straight up confining Barney and Robin, even when they actually give a solid answer, just because she doesn't like it. Bad friend moment. Oof. Listen, this I feel like this episode is is gonna divide the, the the fan base because it's Robin and Barney. People have very strong opinions about them. It's Lily. People have very strong opinions about her. Um, and it is a very hyped season. True. That apparently not everybody loves. So we're gonna keep it rolling. Good thing this is our. <laughs> we will be redacting any Lily hate going forward. Thank you so much. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'll just do a voiceover and say Victoria. Yeah, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> like the um the Captain Zoom birthday song. Oh, Jesus. Like, just like some dude in a someone's basement. Hey, Lily. <laughs> it's your birthday. <gasps> Fucking creepy. Oh, so good. Uh, anyway, next up is Edwin. Edwin says, good afternoon, beautiful ladies. First off, happy new year. Hope you gems found a way to enjoy it. Gems. Oh, I love that. Thank you. And I definitely enjoyed my, like, that week of the break Mm -hmm. uh, of, like, Christmas, the holidays and New Year's Mm -hmm. and a slow January was pretty nice. I considered the inauguration New Year's Year's Day, to be completely honest. You know what? That really felt like New Year's, like the celebration. Yeah, like a rebirth. Yeah, 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 for real. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> wow, we didn't even talk about that. We didn't talk like, about the inauguration. Could... All think about January. Jesus, we fuck. didn't talk about shit. Wall Street. Oh my god. There's so much. There's so, so much. much. And too much. All right. Anyway, so uh, my legendary moment for this episode was definitely Robin's definition of quiet <clears throat> at the hockey game. <laughs> Also, the intro song called Oxford Comma by Vampire Weekend. Yes. Can't wait to be 100% a part of this next season now that I'm all caught up. Once again, thank you for this amazing podcast. Much love, Edwin. Oh, that was sweet. Thank you, Edwin. Yeah, Edwin. And we're happy that you are all caught up and able to follow along with us. We look forward to more of your uh, legendary moments. Okay, next up is from Rick, and Rick says, Hi, ladies. My two legimos for this episode are Ted going, thank you, in class, and the way Lily says, Robin, when she goes, Ted's not here, Robin, a la blah, blah. Yes! Yes! I wrote that in my notes, and I forgot to say it. Thank you so much, Rick, for saying it, because, yeah, that was such a great moment. What do you think of that, Robin? Robin. That's probably like an inside joke, I imagine. Um, I think so. Props to Pam Freiman. Props to Pam Fryman for breaking out of the multicam setup and doing more interesting camera shots this episode, like the Columbia University scenes. I wonder if she was influenced by the rise of single cam sitcoms of the late 2000s, which was started by The Office. Wow, Rick. This episode came out in 2009, the same year as Parks and Rec, Glee, and Community. Thanks, Rick. Those were 
Excellent points. Yeah. Salient. Next up is Tish. Hey, K&K, happy 2021. Here's hoping this year isn't a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for season four. The pod really helped me get through 2020. Season four couldn't have come at a worse or better time in my life. (sighs) See, a lot of the similarities of my life being reflected on screen was somewhat painful but much needed kind of like how season five of the show breathes fresh life <clears throat> i'm hoping that is mirrored in my life oh us too <sighs> tish we're thinking yeah. of you sending good vibes lots of them i just did a little wiggle for you a little shoulder action a little shoulder action <laughs> anyway enough ranting for me season five at least majority of it is my go-to season i put on the episodes to do everything from just zoning out mm. to going to sleep I love just about everything up to Say Cheese in the last episode, but I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Say Cheese. I fucking love Say Cheese. Sorry, keep going. As much as Zoo Falls. I can't believe it's this season. It's this season. I can't believe it. I thought it was like deep in season six or seven. Glad we get it out of the way. (sighs) Continue. There's there's so much that I love about this episode. My legendary moment is a simple, small moment that has to go to when Ted doesn't know how to spell professor and we cut to the African-American girl who he watches for clarification. Mm -hmm. The gif of it is always so funny when I see it floating around. Yeah. It's so good. Thanks, Tish. Uh, Thank you. Next up is Anna, and Anna says, Hi, hey, beautiful. Sorry if this is coming in late. It didn't. My legendary moment from this episode is how even when Barney has punched punched Brad in the face for trying to kiss Robin, the two of them are still like, Boyfriend, what? I think that's going a little far, Lily. (laughs) And are just so defensive about it. I hope the new year is going well. Anna. Thanks, Anna. Okay, so next is Adam, and I was friends with a girl who had a brother named Adam. Good, cool story. Thanks. Tell it at parties. <laughs> hey, Adam hey. is like one of the most common names. It's literally the name of the first man. So is Anna. Very, very common. <laughs> yeah, very, very common white person but, name. I, but hold on. But before I forget, happy Easter. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> before, before we move forward, I would be remiss. I, I can't. I can't let any more time pass. <laughs> It's gone on for far too long. You're so stupid. Oh, my Happy God. Easter. Read the goddamn letter. Right. We're only halfway Ooh, through. We'll see, guys, it's, it's getting late. Yep. It's getting late. It's 8-12. Every yeah. time. Every time. Adam writes, <clears throat> I request the highest of fives. I, have finally I knew cut someone named Adam. Cool story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That just was so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's All right. so good. Go, so good. go. Oh, my God. Okay. Fucking hell. Oh, my God. At work, I, the district I'm working in talks a lot about more kids who have, like, a lot of social communication disorders. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, fuck, that's me. They're like, blurts out information. <laughs> Doesn't attend to listener cues. Whoops. Picks up on an irrelevant, nonverbal information and makes inappropriate assumptions. Like, fuck. I'm feeling so attacked. <laughs> I feel like I'm writing about myself in this report. Whoops. Oh, it's so bad. Fucking A. Right. So, Adam. Mm-hmm. Never met anyone else with that name. <laughs> Request the highest of fives. I finally caught up to you ladies. Oh, congratulations. Just in time Thank for you. this horse shit. <laughs> I know, right? Oh. Thank you for the podcast. It brings me such relief. <clears throat> So Barney and Robin are dating. I love this aspect, but I'm not a fan. Love Mm -hmm. the Indiana Jones Ted. Oh, so good. 
Yeah. Ted forgets how to spell professor, which always cracks me up. And I love how Lily locked them in a room until Barney and Robin lied to get out. Marshall with the bullwhip is hilarious. But as per usual, a great way to start the season. Take care and stay safe. Your buddy, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Sorry about that. So next up is Jeff. And Jeff says, hi, K and K. I hope the new year finds you both well. I'm putting my hand up so I, I can't see or- Caitlin. What is it? What's the origin of your name, Jeff? So unusual. <laughs> my legendary moment for this episode is probably Marshall blowing the smell of fresh bacon into the bedroom to try mm. and get Robin and Barney to have the talk. <clears throat> honorable, honorable mention to Barney's offhanded comment: "I'll pu- I'll punch a baby. I don't care." <laughs> NPH's delivery is perfect. This is also the first time I've noticed the single student in the classroom shaking her head. Oh, wow. Shaking her head to indicate how to spell professor. I don't know how I missed that before. Best, Jeff. Oh, I'm so glad you caught it. It's such a sweet little moment. Isn't it a sweet moment? It's just so, it's delightful. Like you said, what did you say? Like such grace, Yeah, mercy and grace. Mercy and grace, yeah. Next up is... I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing this. <laughs> David. I want you to die and never come back. All right, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> that was it. I'll see myself out. All right. David R. Hello. Very excited that y'all are back. My legmo for this episode has to be when Ted is spelling professor on the board <laughs> and doesn't know if it has one F or twos. And he turns around and get con- gets confirmation from one of the students after he writes E. She just nods her head and kills me. A literal laugh out loud every time. So sweet. So it just really is. Because, you know, I've been there and I'm just like, I wish somebody was nodding me on or right? like Right? I know. Also, can we discuss when Ted has a nightmare about his first day of class, wakes up in a panic, and then is totally cool with Barney just being in there? (laughs) Ted just starts explaining his dream and his his whatever about Barney. No boundaries in this group. Not a one. Did everyone else catch the mirror in the crowd at the hockey game? Mirror? What? What mirror? I got to rewatch. I know. What kind of a mirror? Like just sitting in a seat? I'm going to have to look it the up. The one from Beauty and the Beast <laughs> is a lie. Full circle. It's the comeback from earlier this episode. The podcast, not the show. They looked it up from the sewers of New York. Of New York, where the Beast naturally lives. Anyway. Not France. Thank you, David. Thank you, David, so much. Uh, next up is Allison. Oh. <clears throat> and Allison says... Hey, beautiful case. Hope you both enjoyed your holidays. Here are my legmos for definitions. Five, Lily's woo slash indoor woo. Four, Robin yelling at the hockey game. Three, Ted racing across the campus to the Indiana Jones theme. Uh, two, <laughs> I, I know. Two, Marshall with a bullwhip. Also Marshall in a tux. And one, Barney and Robin. They don't know they're not lying. So mm. sweet. That is a good line from Lily. It really is. Next is Matthew. Matthew writes, hi, K and K. Definition. I was good this time. I didn't say nothing. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shook your head. Go ahead. Definitions is a mixed to slightly positive episode for me. Mm. I'm not as keen on Ted's story because everything is so awkward that it makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) And I always fast forward through his classroom scenes. How about it? 
but the plot involving the rest of the gang is thoroughly entertaining and enjoyable. The Lily and Marshall tag team are just the best, and putting them opposite of fledgling Robin and Barney duo is wonderful. My legendary moment is Marshall and his enthusiasm for the Indiana Jones whip. I've said before that Jason Siegel's facial expressions and voice really help Marshall so be so irresistible and enjoyable. Marshall and the whip is another prime example. Whether it's cracking the whip in the apartment or his sheer boyish glee before Ted takes a swing <laughs> in the alley, it's just so fun. Yeah. At least until Ted swings and injures poor Marshmallow. Oh, Marsh. Just another reason why Ted is the worst. Kidding. <laughs> Half kidding. <laughs> Half kidding. See that? We half like Ted, dear, dear listeners. listeners who said we don't even oh, like him. Oh, that's right. That's right. As always, thank you so much for all you do to craft such an entertaining and informative podcast. It's great to be back to Him Yum for season five. I look forward to more thoughtful insights and funny banter. Stay beautiful and awesome. Well, Matthew. here's a really thoughtful insight. Caitlin knows a guy whose name is Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Next up is our friend Allie. And Allie says, hi, us. So thanks for doing the live stream. And it just reminded me to do my my moment. Woo. I love this episode, but exactly one season from now is my absolute favorite episode. And watching this just makes me excited for that, too. Also, I freaking love Marshall in this episode. Tuxedo night and his excitement over the whip. My partner always quotes the, so has the boat sailed on sex tonight at weird moments? (laughs) Just to give me lots of laughs. Poor Ted. (laughs) Good ones, Allie. Lisa writes, hey, ladies, happy new year. And it's so great to be back. Thank you again for hosting the live stream of this episode. It was so much fun to get together with the HB fam. My legendary moment for this episode is the very last scene when Barney and Robin are walking down the street holding hands and the rest of the gang is watching them. Ted says to Lily, you do realize they are lying, right? And Lily responds, no, Ted, they don't realize they weren't lying. I love seasons five and I cannot wait to rewatch and send in more legendary moments this year. Have a great week. Yay! Thank you. All right, and next up is Mitchell, who's one of our new patrons. And Mitchell wrote a lot, so get ready. Hey, Kate and Caitlin, let me just start off by saying how great it feels to finally be a patron for A Beautiful. Yay! I discovered A Beautiful back when you both started covering season three, and since then, I have gone back and listened through all of the podcast episodes three times! Wow. Holy shit! And don't regret it for a moment. I'm such a huge fan of all you both are doing, and I am so excited to be an official member of the HB family and start taking a deeper dive into all this wonderful new content I've missed. Oh, Mitchell, that's so nice. So let's talk about definitions. I watched the episode along with you both and the HB fam on your cast. Oh, good. And I think uh, my takeaway was that the experience of that made me enjoy the episode a little more than I think I would have watching again on my own. Don't get me wrong. This is a great episode with some great moments and a great way to kick off the season. But I think there are a couple things in this episode that kind of brings to the forefront one of my least favorite things in the show. But we will get there. First, my legendary moment for this episode has to go everything Marshall does. This is an episode that centers a lot around Ted starting his teaching career and Robin and Barney figuring out the relationship, but at the end of the day, Marshall is the one that I am left remembering at the end of the episode. Whether it is him screaming not good enough and cracking the whip, walking into (laughs) McLaren's by himself in a suit and just feeling like his best self, or smugly telling Barney and Ted that just once he would like to be told about Tuxedo Night. Which I still fully believe would have been better if they had left in his bow that they show in the season five blooper reel. 
Marshall isn't my favorite character on the show, but when he shines, oh boy, does he shine. And even though he was a minor character in this this episode, I thought he absolutely killed it and made the most of what he had. Unfortunately, the glaring issue with this episode for me is Lily. One of my least favorite things about the show is when Lily gets very forceful about relationships and assuming authority over what she thinks is right and wrong. That's fair. I'm not saying she isn't right. I just always have an issue whenever Lily forces her way into issues. And and unfortunately, it is so present in this episode, yeah, uh, that at times it can be kind of a turnoff. But enough of the negative. I still love this episode and this show, and I am so ready for this season. Season five is in my top three favorite seasons of the show, and I can't wait to go through it with you both and the Hey Beautiful community. Thanks for all you both do, and I can't wait to see what you have in store for this season. Thank you, Mitchell. That was so nice. That was really, really, really kind. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Our last legendary Woo! moment is from Carlin. Carlin writes in Barney voice, what up? <laughs> I'm not very, not really good. Kate's better at the impressions. <laughs> I'm not a patron, but I'll keep my ledge most short. Evolutions. The evolution of Robin and Lily love their clothes in season five and six's style. Evolution in progressing towards the mother. And last but not least, Brad's evolution into a stage two form of super swollenness. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, and here's the best season of Himyum in Barney voice. Socially distanced virtual high five. Oh, yay! Thank you, Also, Carla. who was it that said something about the mirror? I don't know, but what, what does it say? There was a mirror? Yeah, there's a mirror, so it looks like there's more people. Oh, my in God. The, so you can see there's a woman with the blue. Oh, my God. Her, That's so funny. You can see actually... Like the side of the mirror too. That's like so after funny. he punches Brad and That's he like so is cheap. down. I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's crazy. Good catch. That movie magic, right? I don't know who it was, but whoever it was, okay. thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. So that's it. We're done. <sighs> Woohoo. <clears throat> what a fun uh start to the season. I know. I'm so excited for everything that's to come. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what happens with um, Barney and Robin. I want to see where Ted, where T-Dog goes. Yeah, because the mother is right there on campus. So what's going to happen? Right. Um, yeah. So it's just, I love that we're getting closer to this and that, um, closer to this, closer to this being like closer to finding the mother. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's all coming together. Hell Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, We can't wait to see you next time for a double date. Send your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to put in the subject line, double date, so that way it's easiest for Kate to find. Mm -hmm. And as always, thank you to Rachel's Cookies and Treats for being our sponsor. Kate, that is our cue to get on the interwebs and order our next round of cookies. That's right. And if you loved this recap, leave us an Apple Podcast review. Um, It helps more people find us and our HB family grow. And it's just the more and more fans that we get that join in, it's just, it just is such a wonderful, fun experience for everybody, I think. Totally. Leave us a review and make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher so you never miss a recap. And we hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. 
has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Corton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All.